This is exactly right. favorite murder. The mini-sode. That's right. It's mini. It's yours. It's all yours. It's your writing. We're just reading it. That's right. You want to go first this time? Yeah. Here's my number one favorite subject line. It says, my mom is magic and my sister is a bitch. And then in parentheses, (laughs) it says, lighthearted. (laughs) It says, hello, my beautiful imaginary friends. Let's do this. I'm the youngest of five kids who somehow survived a 70s free-range Catholic upbringing with parents who had a strong resemblance to Sonny and Cher. (laughs) Wow. Powerful opening line. Yes. My mom, Loretta May, the Cher, was an eccentric, fun-loving woman with movie star looks who was an amateur actress in her day. Her theater days may have been put aside to meet my dad and have us kids, but luckily for us, many of her costumes and stage makeup remained. Mm. Because my sister is obviously a sadist, she would often apply my mom's thick white face paint with spooky black eyes. Nothing would delight her more than to come to my bedroom window Mm. and scratch down the glass. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking sisters. A little girl with a Pazuzu face. Making eight-year-old me wake from my sleep, crying mm. in fear, or come up behind me in the bathroom. So when I looked up, I would, sc- <laughs> I would scream <laughs> when, when I saw her ghostly face in the mirror. I guess I have her to thank for creating this murderino. Anyway, back to my mom who lost her battle with cancer too quickly and too young. When my sister and I were at her bedside, all knowing the end was near, and asking our mom to send us a sign when she crossed over to tell us everything was okay. Mm. I interjected and requested a gentle sign, please, not like an exploding light bulb or anything dramatic. So in the evening after her funeral, we went back through the front door of our family home into the hallway where I embraced my sister under a light bulb Mm. that proceeded to explode into a million pieces all over us. Oh my God. And then it says, oh, Loretta May, always the actress. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for getting me through some 12-hour working day shit. Your voices, advice, life stories, and vulnerability always help to calm my noisy mind. Cheers, Emily, Perth, Western Australia. Oh, Emily, that's beautiful. <laughs> it's such a good one-two punch. Yeah, of like... yeah. Horrible, good, <laughs> hilarious, crazy. Oh, so good. I'm not going to read you the subject line. Hey there, before I get into this, I just want to say I'm new to the pod, but already cannot get enough of it. I binge this show all day long, and I'm pretty sure my husband thinks I'm crazy. I've always loved true crime, even if it scares the bejesus out of me. What can I say? I'm a journalist who is always hungry for the next best story. Mm. So here we go. I moved to Seattle just over three years ago with my dog and cat. My husband, then boyfriend, hadn't moved out with me yet because he had to finish the last few weeks of his job in Florida. Now, this country-raised, turned-Florida suburban girl had no idea what to expect in the big, bad city— But being the independent and slightly naive badass lady that I am, I was confident I could handle anything that came my way. Some quick backstory on my dog, Skip. He was severely abused before I adopted him. I mean, someone stabbed him three times. No, 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 no. Who does that? After meeting him at the local county kill shelter and learning he was about to be euthanized, I decided he needed another chance at life. 
He had some aggression issues and we went through intense training together. But when I moved him to the city, he started to regress. Whenever I took him on walks, I would muzzle him just to be safe. Worth noting, he doesn't need a muzzle anymore. We work through his problems and he's just a big old love bug. Yay, Skip. Yay, Skip. Anyway, that night I got off work at 11.45 and had gotten home around midnight. For whatever reason, I decided not to muzzle him that night. I kept thinking, no one's going to be out. Everything will be just fine. This is when being naive worked in my favor for once. (laughs) So we're walking down the sidewalk. It's quiet and no one is around besides a man walking on the same sidewalk. He seemed pretty non-threatening as he was looking at his phone and walking at a normal pace. I kept Skip close to my side and we walked by each other. I carried on petting Skip and telling him he's a good boy for not growling or reacting and giving him a big kiss on his head when suddenly I heard someone running. Ooh. I always wonder what kind of person I'd be in a horror movie. Would I be the tough badass who fights the villain? Or would I be the scared chick who cries and begs for mercy? Neither. I was the person who just stood there watching as this six-foot, probably 250-pound man came running at me full speed. Fucking A. I don't even remember taking a breath. That's when my dog Skip jumped in front of me with hair raised, barking, growling, and showing teeth. What I didn't mention before, Skip is a medium-sized dog, but he's a pit bull, boxer, Rhodesian Ridgeback mix. (laughs) And y'all, he can be really fucking scary looking. Mm -hmm. This large man stopped dead in his tracks and watched as Skip yanked at the leash, ready to fuck him up. The guy starts apologizing to me at this point. And all I could say was, walk away or I drop the leash. Yes. Yes. That's right. Uh Uh-huh. At this point, Skip is barking so loud, people are starting to peek out of their windows nearby. Saliva is coming out of my dog's mouth. And honestly, I was even a little scared of him. Yeah. The guy takes off running and Skip turns whimpering as I hug him and cry. Oh, he was scared too. Traumatized too. (laughs) Yes. I don't know if the guy would have actually murdered me. So maybe the subject line is a little dramatic. The subject line is I think my dog saved me from getting murdered. (laughs) But I don't really want to know what he was going to do. It was one of the most terrifying nights of my life. And I'm forever grateful for my 50 pound squishy potato of a dog for protecting (laughs) me. We don't deserve dogs. Thank you for all you do. Your podcast is thebomb.com. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Jordan. And then enjoy this picture of Skip because he's cute as fuck. And she included a picture of Skip. Yes, Which we'll include on the Instagram. You just pull up the movie poster for my dog Skip. (laughs) Or Cujo. (laughs) Can I see... Oh, oh, oh my God. I know, a happy boy. Look at Skip. Okay, hold on a second. Who could harm that dog? I know. I could harm any dog. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, for real. But this is especially like crooked ears. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a beauty. Yeah. And then he's like, go fuck yourself. Okay, here's the other thing too. Any normal empathetic man who had to, say for instance, that man was like, oh my God, I left my ATM card in the ATM. And he was turning around to run back. Yeah. Right? You would do something to be like, hey, sorry. You would do something. Yes. You wouldn't just silently run at full speed at someone. Which is a thing that witnesses (gasps) say Israel Keys used to do. Oh my God. In the podcast, True Crime Bullshit, there is a woman who was out in the middle of nowhere at a cemetery in like Texas. And she's by herself visiting her grandfather's grave. And all of a sudden, she sees a man 
just come running from like a creek bed straight at her. And she just was like, I knew immediately I had to get out of there. And she just goes and jumps into her truck, drives away. And then like a month later, he was arrested. Oh my and God. And she saw his picture on TV and was like, that was the man that ran directly at me. One of the scariest of all times. Oh my fucking God. <gasps> please be careful and please. Yes. Just keep your walking to a brisk, you know, a brisk clip. No running. Mm-mm. All right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. (laughs) I'm not going to read you the subject line. This just says, hi, Karen, Georgia, Cookie, Mo, Mimi, and all the rest. Hmm. You asked for stories of hot dog justice, but justice has nothing to do with this. When I was a young child in the early 80s, my school lunch was usually an apple, a thermos of juice, and some grilled tofu squares with soy sauce that we called leopard squares. Hmm. One day at lunch, I took my thermos and it took a big swig of juice. It tasted awful, not to mention it was warm. 
My child brain could not comprehend this. I stuck my thermos back in my lunchbox. And when I got home, I told my mom, that juice tasted really weird. She just about collapsed laughing. It turned out that as a treat, she had put a couple hot dogs in there today, (laughs) along with the water to keep them hot. Oh my God. (laughs) But she had not told me about the change in this routine. I'd taken a big old drink of warm hot dog water. (laughs) From then on, I always used the thermos cup. There was no murder here, but I still say it was a crime. (laughs) Stay sexy and check your thermos. Max, he, him. (laughs) It's the worst feeling when you take a sip of something and you're expecting something else, but hot dog water, it has to be one of the top, top, top ones that are bad. Tippity top, for sure. Oh, just warm. Okay. Warm and weird. Warm and weird. Yeah. Okay. Hello, all. I'm not going to read you the subject line. I got my first job when I was 16 working at a movie theater. I spent many happy years there watching movies, staying up late, and playing hide and seek in the theaters during holiday parties. Occasionally, we would volunteer to work detail crew, where we'd stayed in the theater long after patrons had left and we'd detail clean the theaters. I was probably around 20 at the time of this story and was cleaning baseboards with my friend Will. We were at the end of a long, dark hallway near the family restroom when I smelled something really bad. I asked Will if he smelled if it smelled weird to him. And he said, it always smells bad down here. And since I was 20 and it was 2 a.m., that was the end of the conversation. (laughs) The next day, a coworker texted me and said that someone died at the theater. Oh, no. I thought she meant someone had died that day at the theater, but she said, no, that a body was found in the theater, specifically in the family restroom. Oh, no. That's right. The really bad smell had been a dead body. A man had come to watch a movie by himself one day and then he had gone to the family restroom. He had a heart attack while in the restroom and had died. His body then stayed in that room for five days before anyone found him. That's horrible. That's horrible. This is so sad. The man's family had even located his car in the parking lot and asked management if they knew anything about it. You think that might have prompted them to do a more thorough search of the theater before they locked up for the night? How did the theater management not notice the door had remained locked for five days? How had the cleaning crew not said anything about the locked bathroom for five days? Those are good questions, which the management and cleaning crews could not answer. Mm -hmm. The cleaning crew lost the contract with the theater, but somehow no one from management was fired. I often think how I could have been the one to find him and save the family 12 hours of worry if I had just said something about the weird smell. I also think selfishly that I'm glad I'm not the one who had to find the man's body. I guess maybe say something if you smell something decomposing where it ought not to be. Stay sexy and don't get murdered. Sarah, she, her. That's heavy. Yeah, it's a heavy one. That's rough. I mean, yeah. I think that people maybe sometimes subconsciously when bad things happen, Mm. don't want to face it. Yeah, yeah. There's some of us who's like, you smell a really bad smell and you're like, I think somebody needs to look into this. Yeah. And then sometimes you're like, whatever, it's not my problem. Yeah. But then like, you know, and it, and in no way blaming that person. But it's yeah. like, but then now they have regrets too because yeah. they just didn't do one thing, which is like, hey, maybe we just do something about this. It's everybody loses in that scenario. Totally. You know what I mean? That's just a horrible scenario for every person. Totally. Mostly as family. Let me turn it around with a little story. Please do. Here for you. This email is entitled, The Family Sinkhole. Mm. 
Full disclosure, I'm sending this from the bath, which is my favorite setting to listen to MFM. Hmm. (laughs) The combo is elite. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sinkholes. My family is from West Virginia, so I'm very used to stories from my upbringing spawning 95 follow-up questions per anecdote, especially here in Los Angeles, where I've lived for the past eight years. But the latest thing I got attention for was in regards to the permanent sinkhole fixture on my grandparents' farm. All my life, I've been aware of the sinkhole, but less about what it was or why it was, but more along the lines of knowing that it's just where we tossed all our old stuff we didn't want anymore. Yes. Well, the stuff my Nana couldn't sell at a flea market. I never questioned it too much or cared about it even until I got to be in high school and my mom mentioned in passing throwing our old enormous computer tower into the sinkhole so nobody would get our data out of a landfill. You know, (laughs) you know where hackers lurk. (laughs) (laughs) However, I do feel like the only data on said hard drive was some fan fictions I wrote at 13, (laughs) in which case I would rather those be at the bottom of a sinkhole than in the hands of landfill hackers. I wish I had a full inventory of what has been dropped into the sinkhole throughout the years, but my favorite is a whole ass piano and bench that my mom has yet to forgive my Nana for. And then there's just in quotes, it says, how could she do that to a Steinway piano? Oh my God. Arguably, the funniest part is if you go to the sinkhole today, you can still see the piano's legs poking up from the bottom. (gasps) And no, I don't have answers for physically how the piano was tossed, pushed, dropped into the farm sinkhole, but I've been forced to accept that's just how things are. (laughs) For years, I also found myself asking where this sinkhole even leads to. Ah, yes. Why, of course. It leads into the massive cave system lurking beneath the farm. What? Eventually, one day, when the piano disappears, it will be in a cave. (laughs) Wow. Another creepy side note about the caves is that when I was growing up, the farm had two ponds. However, those have both since drained into the caves Hmm. and have left just a slight depression in the cow fields. Shudder. (laughs) This is a long email for a whole lot of nothing, so I'll wrap it up. But what could be better? (laughs) But what could be a better hillbilly flex than having your own designated (laughs) sinkhole? (laughs) Stay sexy and maybe don't dispose of your trash in a sinkhole. It can't be good for the environment. (laughs) Jules, she, her. (laughs) It's a sinkhole and a landfill kind of story. That's like two things we love. Yeah, it's like make the best use of this problem on your property by throwing garbage into it and letting it eat the garbage. I kind of love that. I do too. It's a real slice of Jules' life and I appreciate it. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, made-in cookware. Made-in was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made-in. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made-in products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. 
What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill. If you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom, it's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made-in, made-in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. Okay, my last one is maybe the shortest one either of us have ever read on this podcast. Amazing. It's just called Best Street Names Ever. It starts, (laughs) sup. (laughs) I have been an avid listener for the past three years or so, and I just think you guys rock socks. (laughs) (laughs) So imagine my surprise while studying for my nursing entrance exam when one of the practice questions contained a map which included the street names Kilgariff Drive and Hardstark Avenue. No. Yeah, I think someone, a murderino must have made the fucking test. (laughs) What? Yeah. (laughs) I was so excited, I almost fell out of my chair. I screenshotted it immediately and came right over here and wrote you this. I think this means you have made it, ladies. Keep up the good work and remember, stay sexy and study up. And there's no name. (laughs) I think think someone who made a practice test is a fan and just put our names in the fucking map. I, sorry, for some reason, I thought that (laughs) it might Wait, is it real? No, I, I, what I was going to say is because I do have some light ADHD, I was like, wait, they pulled up to a stop sign and we, it was like, in my mind, it was the crossroads <laughs> of Hardstark <laughs> Avenue and because I was kind of still thinking about the sinkhole. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that on a map, unless it's real, I don't know. Did someone name that like a new build town? With our last names? Couldn't be. I think we're mostly still just pets at the SPCA, which I'm absolutely (laughs) fine with. We're new chicks that are born every once in a while. Steven in there too. Love it. Love it. I just have to give props to Alejandra, who is our producer. Mm -hmm. She produces the main show, the full episode that we do, Alejandra Keck. But on my packet today, Mm -hmm. she pulls all of the emails for us to read these to you. Mm -hmm. And mine went like one through eight straight in a row. Perfect. Amazing. Every single one I read was a hit. So... Great job to everybody writing in, but Alejandra, thank you for your constant great work. Mm-hmm. Expert picker. That's what she is. Mm-hmm. And thanks for to you guys for listening. We appreciate you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? This has been an Exactly Right production. Our producer is Alejandra Keck. And this episode was engineered and mixed by Stephen Ray Morris. Stephen! Email your hometowns and fucking hoorays to myfavoritemurder at gmail.com. Follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at myfavoritemurder and Twitter at myfavemurder. Goodbye. Follow My Favorite Murder on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you don't miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase My Favorite Murder merch.